Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. Good evening, I'm Michelle Bash. Coming up, Hurricane Ian brings record water levels to Florida. It's now a Category 1 storm with maximum winds of about 90 miles an hour. More than 2 million customers are without power across Florida. We're going to bring you the latest and continue to bring it to you all night long. It's midnight. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Fody in Washington. Ian is now a Category 1 hurricane over central Florida, slowly moving toward the northeast, having left some 2 million customers, meaning a lot more people, in the Florida darkness. At Category 4, it was one of the strongest storms in U.S. history, making landfall in mid-afternoon in southwest Florida. We start there. CBS's Jason Allen in The Curious came out to Tampa Bay earlier as water receded from the shoreline. It's been pushing water out of the bay. This is a swimming area usually, and right now you can walk on it. It's like one-on-a-lifetime thing. These Michigan residents have never experienced a hurricane. We'd see if we can get a, a good glimpse of anything while we're here. But there is serious business ahead as Ian bears down. FEMA has hundreds of boots on the ground and has pre-positioned food and water supplies. As for rescue efforts in evacuated areas, Governor Ron DeSantis. Local responders can make make decisions, but by and large, uh, until the storm passes, you know they are not going to go into a situation uh, for rescue uh, and put their own folks um, at risk. Ian is expected to go out to sea on Thursday, then come back over land in Georgia. Meanwhile, after earlier hurricane Fiona did major damage to Puerto Rico, the White House grants a special waiver to allow foreign ships to enter a port there to deliver badly needed fuel, CBS's Nicole Skanga. The request to waive the Jones Act temporarily pauses a more than 100-year-old law mandating that merchandise traveling between U.S. ports be delivered on vessels primarily built in the U.S., owned and operated by Americans. He was known as Coolio. The Grammy-winning rapper was found unresponsive at a friend's home. He has died. He was 59. On the Health Watch, encouraging results in a new monkeypox study. The CDC says data collected from 32 jurisdictions suggests people who have received at least one dose of the Genios monkeypox vaccine had a 14 times lower risk of testing positive for the virus. Officials say the early figures provide, quote, cautious optimism that the vaccine is working so far. CBS's Alexander Tin. Overseas, Vice President Harris is in South Korea, plans to visit the demilitarized zone. Kim Duyon's a senior fellow at the Center for New American Security. It's both a political message and a security message uh, that um, the United States uh, has South Korea and Japan's back in the region when it comes to North Korea, but also when it comes to China. It was stolen way back in 1985. Now a famed painting by Dutch-American abstract expressionist artist Willem de Kooning is back in Arizona, having turned up pretty nearby in New Mexico. This is CBS News. Get the best of the best for less now at Ashley. Hurry in for the best prices on the best Ashley looks and styles. Save 10% off our everyday low prices. Plus, get 36 months no interest financing. Update one room for every room with amazing Ashley deals. Sofas, $6.99. Two-piece sectionals, $10.99. Queen beds, $2.99. Savings of 10% off. 36 months no interest financing. It's our best of the best. Shop and save now at Ashley in Falls Church, Fairfax, Gaithersburg, Waldorf, Capitol Heights, and Alexandria. WTLP at 12.03. 
Thursday morning, 29th of September, 2022. Clear, quite comfortable for our region. Lows in the 40s and 50s by Thursday morning. Daybreak, 59 in our nation's capital right now. Thursday morning to you. Dean Lane, we do indeed thank you for taking us along for your early midnight morning hour ride. That'll be the local stories we're following for you this morning. Hurricane Ian has left millions of people in without power in Florida this overnight early morning. And ahead of the storm's arrival here over the weekend, Virginia has now declared a state of emergency with the Mid-Atlantic region expected to get hit hard. Governor Glenn Youngkin called for the emergency status to begin Friday in preparation for severe rainfall, flooding, wind damage, and tornadoes. The governor's emergency declaration says the severe weather is likely to impact roadways, utilities, and other infrastructure later this week and into early next week. The governor is also encouraging residents to have emergency supplies on hand. Virginia's Department of Wildlife Resources is also advising boaters to be extra careful. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. WTOP News time now, 12.04. As the Purple Line light rail system is built between Bethesda and New Carrollton locally, there are concerns this morning about gentrification around the rail stations. A two-year analysis on this shows government leaders and community groups should protect affordable housing and small businesses around those Purple Line stations under construction in Maryland right now. The 16-mile line will be the first direct suburb-to-suburb rail line in our region. Community leaders have long worried that without attention, rising land values and rents around the 21 stations will price out businesses and residents as well, in particular in lower-income communities in Prince George's County. Communities most at risk include Long Branch, Langley Park, and Riverdale Park. The Purple Line is set to open in 2026. WTOP at 12.05. In the district, there's a new plan on the table now to spend millions to help families transitioning out of homelessness. The new pilot program is called the Career Mobility Act Plan, or MAP. It'll designate $25 million to help 600 low-income families in the district by providing up to $10,000 in cash payments. It'll target families trying to come out of homelessness and don't need permanent housing vouchers. Mayor Muriel Bowser says the goal is to allow parents to advance their careers and avoid what she calls the benefits cliff, losing benefits due to a higher income. Residents who applied will be selected through a lottery. They will then be paired with a program navigator to ensure they meet their career and family goals. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. A developing news story this morning surrounding the release of Adnan Syed, the subject of that viral podcast, Serial, as it was titled, whose murder conviction was overturned. The Baltimore Banner is reporting this week that the brother of victim, Heyman Lee, plans to appeal the decision in the case to overturn the conviction. Syed spent more than two decades in prison after being convicted of murder and Lee's death who was his girlfriend at the time. A notice has been filed this week of the intent to appeal the decision to the Maryland Court of Special Appeals. The Baltimore Banner is reporting that the appeal was based on potential violations to the rights of the family to participate in a hearing that happened last week. Earlier this month, it was, a Baltimore judge ordered Syed's release after overturning his conviction. The judge ruled that the state violated its legal obligation to share evidence that could have bolstered Syed's defense. WTOP at 12.07, an update on traffic and weather coming right up. Stay with us. At WEPA, what matters to you matters to us too. WEPA's mission is to promote the health, welfare, and financial well-being of civilian federal employees. For more than 75 years, we've worked to put your family's future first. Get exclusively priced group term life insurance that's yours to keep no matter where life takes you. Visit WAEPA.org today to learn more. WEPA. Coverage for feds, 
by Feds. Women's leadership is elevating our world, and Innova is a leader in elevating women's health care. Innova Fairfax Hospital is ranked top 10 in the nation for obstetrics and gynecology by U.S. News & World Report. We are committed to putting women first. Our team listens to what matters most to you, from childbirth options and high-risk maternity care to pelvic floor health, surgery, and cancer treatment. Experience elevated women's care at Innova. Explore innova.org slash women first. Good Thursday morning, September 29th. Welcome into WTLP, where the time now is 12.08. Lower clogged drains. Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the eights and when it breaks. Good morning to Rich Hunter with us this morning of the WTOP Traffic Center. Uh, good morning, Dean. We'll start you off on the Beltway in Maryland. In a loop in the local lanes, uh, crossing the Woodrow Wilson Bridge from Maryland into Virginia works on blocks. Left lane, two lanes to the right get you by. Brief slow down there if you want to avoid it all together. Three lanes get by without delay. Then on the inner loop between Arlington Boulevard and I-66 works in the left lane. Ramp to go west on 66, closed by the work you follow the posted detour. Then between 123 and the Dulles Toll Road, two left lanes past the work. And then between Georgetown Pike and the Legion Bridge, works on blocks a single left lane. Outer loop between the Legion and Georgetown Pike, two right lanes get you by. And then on the ramp to 66 westbound, single file right through the work there. Uh, 66 westbound, leaving the Beltway, headed out toward Nutley Street. Single left lane through the construction of really stop traffic there once. Between 123 and Route 50, two left lanes get you by. Ramps to both westbound and eastbound 50 blocked. You're diverted up to the Fairfax County Parkway, but be careful getting up that way. There is a work zone between the County Parkway and Centerville, 28 Centerville. Single left lane gets you by, but right at the beginning of the work zone, crash involving an overturned car takes up the right half of the roadway a little early. So, again, stay left to get around that. Believe you can still get to the exit for the Fairfax County Parkway, but it may be a squeeze there because of that crash. Uh, further west, as you head uh, west of Centerville, out toward Manassas, Gainesville, all the way out to Haymarket, nothing else in your way. In Maryland, outbound 50, the John Hanson Highway, just before 202. Stay right past the incident along the left side, which originally was reported as a disabled. That may have turned into a crash now with heavy response on scene. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs next to a new car. A Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking what should be one more really nice day across our area before Hurricane Ian moves our way. First of all, though, your Thursday looking good. A cool start once again. You might need the jacket stepping out the front door, but highs in the afternoon, upper 60s to around 70. Still a little breezy, so, yeah, it'll still feel kind of cool. Friday, more clouds and rain moving in late in the day. The most part, it'll be lighter rain, but late evening hours, uh, yeah, we could see some of that rain around. Ian moving in Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Not expecting too much in the way of wind, but it will be rather rainy. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, uh, around the region, temp-wise, comfortable out. We're looking at 59 degrees at the wharf in D.C. this morning, 59 Oxon Hill, 57 in Sterling, midnight hour, Thursday morning, September 29th. We are at 59 and holding at our nation's capital. This Thursday morning, this check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 
Downgraded now to a Category 1 storm this morning. Ian's still packing a punch in Florida. We've got more on that coming up on WTOP. Where the time now is 12-11. Good morning. Welcome in. For nine years, a man terrorized women across the D.C. region. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series, available October 4th on all podcast platforms. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. This is WTOP News. WTOP News time now 1212. CBS News special report. Hurricane Ian hit southwest Florida as a Category 4 storm with winds of 150 miles per hour. Close to Fort Myers where CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is. A typical day will become a long night. We got an alert, an emergency message on our phones saying that water rescues would begin, but after the storm passes, but saying that some of these impacts also are expected to last through the night. Ian has 105 mile per hour winds and drenching rain. St. Augustine Fire Chief Carlos Aviles expects to close bridges, which could leave residents stranded on barrier islands. On Thursday, it will be very windy, very rainy, and there will be a significant amount of water covering most of the roadways. The Weather Channel's Jim Cantori is in Punta Gorda. We may actually see our worst storm surge on the backside of Ian as it moves to the northeast. we still got a long way to go. CBS News Special Report. I'm Jennifer Kuiper. WTOP at 1212. Now to the war. If you're in Russia, get out now. If you're planning to go, don't. The latest warning this week from the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. It's especially concerned this morning about dual citizens who could be stopped from coming back. This morning, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green with details for us. There are a lot of Americans in Russia, and I have no idea exactly how many. The State Department is telling them that they should get out, and those that are thinking of going there to stop thinking about it and do not go. And they want people who are Americans to get out. And again, the main reason is because, as you said, the dual citizenship piece. Those who have it may be detained and forced to join the military there and sent immediately to the front lines to fight as many other Russians have. And believe me, there are many, many reports coming from a lot of different types of sources of people who have been thrown into the Russian military Within days, they find themselves on the front line with no training or maybe a day of training. And I think the U.S. is trying to warn Americans with dual citizenship, this could happen to you if you find yourself in the wrong place. Hey, J.J., another big story is this mystery surrounding the leaks on the Nord Stream gas pipeline, which could have a tremendous impact on Europe. What's the story there? The German Navy is investigating this, but sources have told me that this was an act of sabotage, and a number of culprits have been accused of doing it. Russia's emerging as a central suspect, according to Western intelligence sources. So, how was it done? This was not an off-the-shelf plot for a lone wolf or some shaky terrorist group. The general thinking in the intelligence uh, community folks among them that I've spoken to is that this was a nation-state with access to submarines. And considering that a number of Baltic states have reported suspicious 
activity by Russian vessels recently, thus the fingers being pointed at Russia. We'll have to wait and see who did it. But uh, another consideration I've been told as well is this may be a situation where Russia is trying to get out of a financial contract to provide this gas to Europe at some point. Another thing we've been talking about lately, Russia continues to lose ground in territories it had previously taken from Ukraine. And now Vladimir Putin is expected to formally annex those territories. Is that a desperate move, JJ? How could this all play out? Well, it's certainly a dangerous move, Sean. Some say it's desperate because Russia and Vladimir Putin can't take this territory right now. But a key European source told me we should not get ahead of ourselves and consider this war and Russia's objectives lost. They could still win. It would be a long, bloody and costly war. And that's essentially what we've been told is coming a long war, especially considering what may happen in the next months when winter comes. But they could still win this. And for right now, what I'm told is that this territory, Russia is simply trying to get it back. They're, they're, they're trying to rather get all they can while they can, while it's relatively easy. This is the easiest way that they could do it, but it most likely will not stick because the international community will not recognize it. With the latest of the war between Russia and Ukraine, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green in a conversation with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Thursday morning, our first midnight hit with Rob. The Nationals walked off the Braves in extra innings, 3-2 to two on C.J. Abrams. Tenth inning single to cap a three for five night at the plate, Dave Martinez. What I loved is that he was very poised. Right? He took his swings, and then all of a sudden got, makes a good pitch. It was a good pitch, and he stayed down, stayed with it, and was able to kick good wood on it, put it in the hole, and um, driving a big run for us. Which means his first big league Gatorade bath and getting mobbed at the plate. How was it, CJ? I was freezing. I was really cold. <laughs> and I got like three, four of them, but... <laughs> It was fun, though. Abrams' walk-off winner was the only Nationals run not driven in by Luke Voigt. And Josiah Gray pitched a strong six innings, but for no decision. Aaron Judge entered the record books with home run number 61 to tie Roger Maris for the American League record for home runs in a season with Roger Maris Jr. and Mama Judge on hand. The Orioles' wildcard bid isn't looking good after a 3-1 loss in Boston. At 135, the O's will try to settle for a split of this virtual must-win series. Speaking of virtual must-wins, the Washington Commanders have won in in Dallas Sunday, they'll be wearing all black for the first time in franchise history. So how do you ensure you're not dressed for the funeral for your season, Terry McLaurin? If we could come out there and play our style of game and not get behind early, I think that just gives us the best chance to be successful. More complimentary football guys flying around defensively, creating havoc and turnovers and offensively creating explosive plays and sustaining drives. And when you have those opportunities, you're going to be in a lot of games. The Capitals skated to a 3-1 exhibition victory in Philadelphia. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All right, thanks, Rob. Good Thursday morning. September 29th. Welcome into WTOP at 1218. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Let's check in now with Rich Hunter this morning at the WTOP Traffic Center. All right, traveling southbound 95 in Virginia into the work zone as you head south of exit 140, Route 630, Stafford towards Centerport Park, where you have been getting by the work zone. Single file to left. I uh, can't really see if they stop traffic, but a lot of folks are bailing on the exit 140. That's kind of an indication that they may be stopping traffic. We will keep an eye on that, but be careful nonetheless. Now, if you're traveling uh, beyond that, you're in good shape down to Fredericksburg. And any combination of Route 1 getting down to Centerport Parkway puts you back on 95 south beyond the works and any associated delay. 95 northbound between Fredericksburg and the Beltway, nothing in your way. Still cleaning up the two crashes on southbound 395 
as you approach the interchange for Route 1 Crystal City. Uh, one was on the left side, the other one on the right side. The right side one has been on the shoulder for a while. Left side one still crowding the left lane at the very least just before you get to the exit for Route 1 Crystal City, so be careful there. 66 eastbound as you head east of 29 Centerville toward Route 28. Work zone blocks a single right lane. And then uh, between the Fairfax County Parkway and Route 50 Fairfax, two left lanes pass the work between 123 and Nutley. Single file left through the work zone. Then as you approach the beltway, the through lanes are open. However, the exit to the inner loop is closed by the work, as is the left exit that takes you to the inner and outer loop express lanes. That exit also blocked as a result of construction. Inner loop of the beltway, as you travel from Route 50 to I-66, the work zone blocks the left lane. Uh, then, if you're working on the inner loop or headed north on the inner loop between uh, Georgetown Pike and the Legion Bridge, work zone blocks the left lane. On the outer loop in that same stretch, two right lanes get you past the work zone. Uh, outbound 50 just before 202, the crash cleared. All lanes are open. Uh, should find the crash outbound on Suitland Parkway before Stanton Road also out of the roadway. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Tracking the latest on Hurricane Ian. It will move our direction, but we've got one more good day on Thursday before the rain moves in. Thursday dry, a high of 70 in the city. Uh, it will be cooler in the suburbs. 68 on Friday with rain late in the day. Saturday and Sunday, rather breezy with rain likely. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, uh, around the region, we are looking at temps mainly in the 50s, having dropped a degree. We are at 58 in our nation's capital. Midnight hour, Thursday morning, September 29th. This check brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Call 1-800-279-5300. That's 1-800-279-5300 for New Look Home Design. Dot com. Check them out. Working on a You're with WTOP and Dean Lane at 1220. Among the top stories we're following for you this morning on WTOP, as we say, Hurricane Ian has been downgraded to a Category 1 storm with sustained winds maxing out this morning at around 90 miles an hour, down from 150 when it made landfall Wednesday afternoon. Starting Friday, the storm's effects will be felt in Virginia. And on Wednesday, Governor Glenn Youngkin declared a state of emergency to help agencies prepare for, at times, heavy rain and strong wind gusts over a period of days. In other news, the head of the D.C.'s 911 Dispatch Center was a no-show before a D.C. Council Oversight Committee. Rebecca Holmes uh, had a family emergency, we're told. The focus was mistakes that delayed urgent care. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. Hi, I'm Capri, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Girl Spicy Deluxe is the chicken. They actually put it on the grill, cooked it in the sauce, it's definitely a good grilled spicy sandwich. Hey, I'm Michelle, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is it's spicy and it's full of flavor. When you pair that with the kale crunch salad, it's just good. Order a grilled spicy deluxe sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Available for a limited time. Real guests paid for their testimonials. This is WTOP News. WTOP at 1222. Continuing coverage on WTOP this morning of Hurricane Ian. CBS News National Correspondent Chris Van Cleve was in Tampa, Florida as the storm made landfall. Uh, we're watching the storm just get worse. In fact, I just saw a piece of debris from a building fly off and land in Tampa Bay. Looking out across the bay, we've been watching transformers explode. You see the sky turn green and then uh, a swath of the city loses power. Um, and the wind gusts are getting stronger here. The rain has been relentless. In fact, they could see a foot or more uh, of rain in addition to whatever the storm surge is, maybe four to six feet. But right now, I'm looking out at Tampa Bay, and it is 
about eight feet lower than it should be. The storm has sucked all of that water out into the Gulf, and at some point, it's going to push it all back in, back into Tampa Bay, and maybe with an extra four to six feet. Uh, they're worried about flooding here, but that doesn't compare to the devastation we're seeing down south, where you just heard Manny Bajorquez filing his report. Yes, 1.6 million customers at least without power. And the storm surge we'd like to focus on, Chris, again, you're seeing some of it there in Tampa. Do we need to look at this storm as perhaps one of the most powerful in our nation's history just in terms of storm surge? It is likely one of, if not the most powerful, certainly in terms of storm surge. Think about this. I'm about six feet tall. 18 feet of storm surge is the forecast for some area you know, somewhere between like Fort Myers and Sarasota, some part of that stretch of the Gulf Coast could get 18 feet of storm surge. That's three of me. That is a two-story home, most of that home underwater in a place that isn't anywhere near the ocean necessarily. You know, there are a lot of very low-lying, basically at sea level neighborhoods across the Gulf Coast. So if you get 18 foot of water, that's going to go blocks and blocks and blocks in. And if it moves as almost a wall of water, that's going to destroy homes. That's going to pick up cars and throw them like they are toys. You're talking about just uh, potential for catastrophic destruction of communities. As this thing gradually moves to the north and the east, can it be said that a large chunk of Florida is being affected with all these winds and rain? If you look at Florida, set the panhandle aside, but you look at the, you look at the bulk of Florida, this storm is going all the way across the state of Florida. You know, it was as it coming ashore in Naples, it was raining out towards Jacksonville on the far northeast side of the state. This is an enormous storm. And you look at two-thirds of Florida will have will have tropical forest storm wind conditions simultaneously because of this storm, either on the front end or the back end. It's monstrous. CBS News National Correspondent Chris Van Cleve talking with Dimitri and Michelle. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. We're the time now, Thursday morning, September 29th, is 1225 Money News. We bring you at 25 and 55 on TOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Wall Street will try this morning to pick up where it ended yesterday and extend its best gain since early last month. It may not be easy. Interest rate worries and fears of recession remain, and it won't take much to chase buyers back into hiding. The major averages gained roughly 2% yesterday. We'll get a look today at how the economy did during the second quarter as the government issues its final revision to gross domestic product. GDP is expected to remain negative, unchanged from last month's estimate. The labor market is expected to show continued strength in the government's weekly snapshot of first-time jobless claims. Bed Bath & Beyond will report quarterly results before the market opens, with investors hoping to see progress on its turnaround plan. The struggling home goods retailer reported preliminary sales figures last month that fell short of forecasts. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. And now the small business buzz packaged by the UPS Store. More than 80% of consumers 18 to 34 years old now use digital payment apps. That's the largest age group to do so. Small businesses have embraced them. They are quick and secure and a low-cost way for small business owners to get paid. Venmo's Business Profiles app launched last year recently reached 1.5 million businesses. Venmo processed $230 billion in payments last year, growing 44%. Quick QuickBooks Online Mobile ranks best for small businesses. PayPal ranks best overall. I'm just 
You think your dog deserves the best for the holidays. BarkBox knows they do. And the best is exactly what BarkBox delivers every month. You'll get fun-themed goodies curated for your dog, and you'll be joining a community of pups and their people. We're celebrating sugar season with a double batch of irresistible toys, treats, and chews from our season sweetings-themed box. To start spoiling your dog and get your free upgrade, visit BarkBox.com podcast. This is Mike Francesa. Join me each week on the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. This is real sports talk for the podcast generation. Subscribe to the free Mike Francis podcast today from wherever you get your podcasts. Don't even think about betting this football season until you check out the Sports Betters Paradise podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. The top college and pro football handicappers help you along all season long. Subscribe to Sports Betters Paradise wherever you get your podcasts. 